Heaven high! Hi everybody, welcome to Rum Doings episode 274. This is Rum Doings in 2021. Um, uh, today's topic is, who will remember to put the Istma back into Christmas? No. So how you been doing? In the last week since we last recorded. Yes. Um, I had a bit of a cold. Was it a cold, though? Was it a cold? It was, sadly, just a boring, ordinary cold. Victoria's got this constant hacking cough and a sore throat, but the lateral flow is refusing to go positive, which I find very annoying of it. Well, you shouldn't do a lateral flow when you've got symptoms. You should get a PCR. Yeah, but why can't you do a lateral flow as well? Because of the... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I bet you feel stupid about getting the old-fashioned Delta when you could have gotten this new Omicron and it would have sorted you out far better. I don't think I, I've ever had any. I got a positive PCR once, but there was no evidence I was ill. Oh, wh- then I, wh- I did another one the next day, another PCR the next day, because there was some possibility that I'd muddled up my Matobis. And yes. and that was negative. So you And know. you did? You well, did no, because... Uh, well, yeah, as it turns out, did you, you might remember the news story... Um, earlier this uh, after summer of um, a centre in the southwest. Yeah, all the well, that was a, a, we were at the epicenter of that. Toby's class had we had seventeen out of thirty kids with positive lateral flows, and all but two got negative PCRs. Well, I remember you were very confused at the time, and yeah, there was no explanation it? that worked. Yes, and then uh, I, I think I explained it. I said it's probably <laughs> you got it completely wrong. I said it was a cock-up, I think, didn't I? You did not. I can't be bothered to find out what you said, but it was you were just you were wildly wrong. Um, I was yeah. right about uh, Biden, though. Yes, you were right about Biden. I was right about Biden. I get that one. I'm great. Doing great. Still, what's good to know is that once he either dies or retires, you've got Kamala Harris to come up the ranks. But she's she's a lady. <laughs> yes. And she is a lady of at least sixteen different races, so it'll be. Yes. Okay. It'll be okay. It'll be fine because she's she's just lovely. All her staff who keep resigning saying yes. she's a psychopath are all racist and misogynists. Even yes. the, the the black lady ones. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Jane... honestly, I don't care if uh, the president is an asshole. No. I I want her to be a competent that she doesn't asshole. bother me. A competent asshole. You know? Yeah. So if she's a competent asshole, I'll be delighted. But um, she's but she's incompetent. That's a sad thing. She... You look, yeah. You look after her history in California. She's a she's a crony who doesn't then use her cronyism to be competent. She just uses her cronyism to be a crony. The problem is she is she generally seems to be a very lazy psycho, and that's a combination. <laughs> um, uh, it's good to hear that James's uh, chemo and radio is going well. I've no- have you noticed that we now only record episodes of our podcast when someone's either dead or threatening to die? Yeah, um, I think, I, th- I mean, he wants to know, what do you say to someone who's sick? I think he says, avoid, stay positive. I say, they're there. That's <laughs> what I say when someone's sick. I'd they're say, there. I'd say, we're all going to die. And compared to the lifespan of the universe, it's kind of irrelevant when. Yeah. And anyway, the sun will explode. And I hear that there's some exploding star in the galaxy that the gamma rays will reach here in several hundred years and wipe out all life anyway. Yeah. So, Fine. you know, let's be honest. Uh, who cares if you who cares if you die a few years early, James? Um, it's not like any of us get a passport out of here. 
So that's what I would say to someone who were ill. <laughs> Maybe not everybody finds complete nihilism comforting, but I do. You know, when I have, as I think I've said before, you know, when we have something bad happening at work, like a server is down and can't come back up again, or we have a power failure or whatever, um, I feel all worried about it. And then I just zoom out and think of the sun using up all its fuel, gobbling up the earth. Uh, and then the the whole universe cooling down to nothingness. And then I zoom back in again and I feel very calm. It's a kind of Zen <laughs> to realize that. It, it, but, but, and I don't mean that flippantly. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, when you suddenly realize that you're playing a game and you're getting slightly too into it and you're becoming, you're allowing your emotions to become too invested in the game. And then, you know, you pull out and you realize, this is just a game. This is just monopoly. This isn't real money. And to be able to do that about the whole of life at times can be quite useful but can you really do that when it's like your family i think you can to a degree not of course in totality but i think what you can do is you can kind of zoom out enough to realize that even the worst tragedy um, is just wiped out by time completely now there i think sometimes what i feel is that one gets stuck in and of course as a christian you you genuinely have this and that you do think that there is there is an end game here. When you realize there is no end game, uh, then you don't have to worry as much and you don't have to feel the, the quite the same weight on your shoulders. You still feel the emotion, but the emotion doesn't come with a kind of a, a heft over the eons. You're not, well, I've to, I've told you, you're not preparing for a final exam. I'll put it that I've way. I've told you many times over the years that I find the idea of just total absolute death far more comforting. I know, but because that's your, you're an idiot. Oh, didn't you know that already? I I I had some inkling, but you, you're not aware of it. So if I if I I was thinking like with Tutu, yes, when, Jonathan, but you're aware of it now. When Archbishop Desmond Tutu died, yeah, now he's a man who was very convinced that he'd be going to heaven, right? Yes, right. But if he doesn't, he's not going to be aware of that, is it? He's not going to go. Oh no, I was wrong. He's just going to be dead. No, so he's I never going to have no. no Christian ever in the history of or any of any religion in the history of humanity has ever, if if they are wrong, has ever gone. Oh no, I agree. But you see, that's why you need that combo. You need to be quite certain you're going to heaven, and then afterwards, I agree, it doesn't matter. But I think you need that initially. Well, I have no certainty whatsoever. So that's good. Um, how's Toby doing? He's seven. And he plays the violin. Now I'm sad to hear. You you were, when Judith started playing the violin, you were like, you need to start. I think Toby was like still a sperm. Yes. And you were like, Toby needs to play the violin. It's inferior. It's essential or he'll die. Yes. So and I, I was to... correct. Unfortunately, you decided not to kill him. <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's not too bad at it, actually. He makes a nice noise out of the thing. Does he hate it? Uh, he's starting to already. Good. But this is the thing he said. Um, he said he might. We we pay. We, the school is doing a thing where you can have ten weeks on an instrument. Mm. Um, so we've still got a few weeks to go on the violin. And he said he might want to do piano instead. And we're like, yeah, cool. No, do both. They only have opportunity to do one. No, you you can get one through some private, and then the other through the school. We're enormously um, wealthy. I know. Uh, busy. Yes. I wish I were enormously wealthy. <laughs> do you though? I mean, comparatively, I am, but yes. Um, yeah. What? What would? What, what? How much money per year do you think you would need, such that you wouldn't feel that you needed any more? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how, and when, wondering if it, it, you ever actually get there. Well, billionaires don't. 
No, indeed. So um, this idea that I like the idea of never having to think if I can afford the thing that we need. But then, but then, then you we, need the what you need? I need a super yacht. Take... Exactly. <laughs> How am I supposed to get through the year without a castle? Um. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I think we are such revolting humans that. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, no but again, a bit like my zooming out and and realizing the rules of the game. I think if you don't realize the game you're playing, you do get caught out in that. You know, the unexamined life and all that. But I think you can if you really, really examine your precepts and that is i've been thinking about this as well i think the thing that i would like imagine that you never you you could buy any of the best quality food that you wanted but i mean you know like if i wanted to just eat wagyu steak every day yeah and not and not think about it not even think i mean let's be honest you and i could probably do that now but then they wouldn't there would be many other things then there'd be no holidays and you know, we'd be running up a bit of credit card debt and all that kind of stuff. Even, you know, sure. if you, if you, but I'm saying where that's not an issue. It's not like your friend who said, "Oh, I wish I could have, I wish I could have a a, a pair of socks every day." Well, no, he, basically, almost a homeless person could afford to do that. I've seen the price of socks from China these days. It's it's unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. So so you can do that. But you know, very good quality food. If I didn't have to worry about food at all, eating out at all, I think that would be something that would be quite good. Um, Holidays, again, holidays, maybe the ability not to worry about going to a very good hotel, uh, flying first class and all that, and, you know, just having it as comfortable as possible. Um, I don't need my own super yacht kind of thing. That, that, and I don't need to be flying private jets. That, I think, is too much. And, I, and that's where I think you start becoming a little bit silly. But certainly first class commercial travel um, to a normal, good quality hotel or something, that, that would be good. Um, obviously never worrying about if your kids need any specific sort of education or help, you can just pay that off and not think about it. Um, yep, yep. What, but here's where it gets interesting. What about the ability to buy your child a house stroke flat? Would that be a requirement? There's a, I feel like you're supposed to say, oh, no, it's so important for them that they learn the value of blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, I think it'd be really great to be able to do that for Toby. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, giving them property, property is, I think, the thing that you can give. And I mean, my brother, to be fair, in the US is doing this in that he's he he's a prophet at the University of Minnesota, and he bought some uh, a foreclosed um, house near him, you know, in a student area, and and did it up and so on. And then he and then he got another one, and they the the rent that the students pay pays off the mortgages on those, so that his son will basically have. A flat or a house when he grows up, if you assume he wants to stay there, or at least for the asset. I think that's something I I probably should have done, um, and is nice to do. Um, well, you just have to die, and then she'll have a house. One thing I I'm, I peculiarly do not need to do is, you know, I don't live in a particularly nice part of London, as you know. Um, excess. There's a lot. Let there's a lot of Jews where you are. Aren't there? Well, no, no, uh, on the outskirts of where I'm, but in the middle of where I am, they're not. Um, it's <laughs> mainly... that, well, when I've been there, I mean, I remember um, seeing a, a, a veritable gang of Hasidic Jews walking through town when I went to visit you once. And I oh, no, no, that's because there, there, there's, there's a religious Jew school near me. Um, oh, I see. But, but, but actually, where I live is mainly kind of Somali immigrants and Romanian immigrants and that kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. not a, it's the kind of diversity that lefties don't actually want to live with. 
Uh, but, but well, they actually... don't want the Jews either, do they? Yeah. Let's be but honest. It is, but so it's let's, quite... good, Nick, Nick, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, but let's be honest. I, I let's mean, be I, honest. But I also live, for example, in a, it, it, it's a terrace house. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not huge. So, you know, I could then say, do I actually want the mansion in Hampstead or in the countryside or something like that? And the answer is, I don't really care that much. Um, we've just, uh, I, I took my kind of, 10 years ISA savings, which I, which I've made and, and then took out a small loan. And we've just read, we've done converted our patio into a kitchen extension. Cause if you remember, oh. know if you remember our kitchen used to be a galley. It's now very, a very, very pokey galley too. Yeah. Not really room for two people in there. No, you literally couldn't fit two people in the kitchen. Yeah. Now we have a kitchen that used to be oh, our, nice. what was our patio is now a kitchen. So now that we've got that and there's a downstairs loo under the stairs, I'm kind of happy. I'm, I, I can die in this house. I don't particularly mind. Um, Today? If you if if you want, I mean, you can arrange it. Um, mm-hmm. Just turn off all the cameras and have the prison guards go on their break conveniently, and I'll <laughs> commit suicide, John. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're such a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it's amazing how many of these conspiracies end up being true. Now it's worrying me a bit. Um, not so much. It's uh, Victoria and I were discussing it last night. It's that, that these conspiracies kind of get it right and then they swerve off the road. So yes, there was an elite uh, pedophile ring. It's just didn't involve pizza and lizards <laughs> yes you know uh, 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 and uh, and we and weird conspiracies about furniture manufacturers you hear about that one where wayfair or some furniture manufacturer where they named the furniture after girls names just because you know you look for names we catalog and yeah. you and on it said well that was actually because that, those were the girls that were then shipped in the furniture or something to oh them. my gosh it was a literal catalog for uh... yeah so you know Come on, conspiracists! You get it almost right, and then you screw up. Um, pity. It's almost like they. I, I have a conspiracy theory about conspiracy theorists. I think there's there are there are people who are put in there to spoil their conspiracy, to drive them off the road at the end, to discredit them. John, I think there are false flag conspiracists who false make flag conspiracy false flags. Fl- yeah. Yes. Oh goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, have I ever told you my billionaire theory? Oh, I know we're going back a bit, but uh, yeah. Um, so, like a good example, I think, is Marcus Notch Pearson, the person who made who created Minecraft. Yes. Um, so I met him. Hasn't when, he been cancelled? I, I I think he's a billionaire, so it doesn't count. Yeah, he is a billionaire, so it doesn't count. So he yeah. um he was when I met him. I went over and spent a couple of days with him in Sweden when they had just they were just moved out. He basically just moved the office out of his mum's basement, yeah. and they got their first ever office. And it was all cardboard boxes at the time when I went to visit. Uh-huh. Um, and he just made his first ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with him and I said, "What you know? How this you know this is crazy? Mum's basement to ten million dollars in such a small space of time. How has it changed you? How has it affected you?" And he said, "Well, I fly." business class now and there wasn't much else and he was quite and he was very down to earth and we spent a couple of days hanging out and he was he was a very nice guy and and Mm -hmm. we had a lovely time and then microsoft bought minecraft for 2.5 billion dollars right yes of which he got about 2 billion and Mm -hmm. he almost instantly became an intolerably unpleasant man um he uh became an internet professional internet troll Mm. Um, and just, just, just lazily dabbled with alt-right nonsense. But it and... didn't even seem properly committed. It just no, no, not at all. It was no. like, oh, this is what I'll do now just to irritate people. That's right. And and then he would set... Like he a had, toddler. Because he had millions of followers on Twitter. If he decided someone had displeased him in any way, he'd just set his millions of followers on them. And he would he picked on me a couple of times. And each time I just replied to him saying, Mar- not calling him Notch, because everyone calls him Notch, saying, Marcus, do you remember those two days we spent together in Sweden? We had such a lovely time. 
and, mm-hmm. and we seem to get on really well. You seem such a nice guy. And mm-hmm. I just think it's such a shame you're behaving this way. And <laughs> both times he apologized. Oh, that's nice. So, this is kind of weird, but I feel like so. But my, but my theory for billionaires is, um, you know, in Star Trek, when yeah. there'd be the episode where people phased out of reality. Yeah. So they were still there on the bridge, but mm-hmm. no one could see them, and they yes. couldn't find a way to interact with the real world. But they could they could see the real world, but they yes. couldn't find a way to. That's billionaires. Right. Yeah. Um, and the only people they can interact with are other people who are also phased. Yes. So they because they can talk to they can still talk to each other. So you're only able to interact with other billionaires at that point. And you can see the real world. It doesn't make sense to you anymore. Mm. And you can't directly touch it. You can't have a relationship with it. Like, if you're a billionaire, you can't say meet a girl and think oh, or a boy and think that this they're in. They're interested in, in me for my personality. You'd have to be massively distrustful of any new friendship or relationship or anything. Unless it's another billionaire, right? So you, mm. you're completely phased out of contact from from the normal world, and I think that's why all billionaires are mad. Well, I wonder what, what if there is any immunity from that. I suppose the only immunity is as soon as you get your billion, immediately give it away. But, yeah, yeah. Buy buy a huge skyscraper in the middle of London, say, knock down the skyscraper and turn it into a park, and that's the end of it. Yeah, just yeah, you'd have to you'd have to have a battle plan, and, and you know, he, he it's not like he was sitting there expecting two billion dollars to come into his bank account, but you yeah, you just have to go. Okay, there should be advisors, people whose job it is is to say you you can't have this much money; it will break you. So mm. buy everything you've ever wanted, put aside enough that you never need to work again, and then we're going to give the other one point nine billion away. But also, it has to be done in a proper way, not in a fake Bill Gates pretending to give stuff yeah. away, but actually, yeah. a, but actually, over the pandemic, doubles his money, kind of way, and doesn't pay any tax because he's given away just the right amount. Yeah, exactly. So, so none of none, none of the pretend. It's interesting. The word philanthropy has become a dirty word in my mind because mm, me too. When I hear it, I don't think a positive anymore. Yeah, no, no. which which is probably correct. I mean, the Bible was correct about the sort of charity. You know, we shouldn't know about any philanthropist. We shouldn't know yes. they exist. Uh, we should just know that some things are getting better for some reason. That's it. When when people list them, label themselves as philanthropist, it's like, oh, no, you're wrong. You're very, very dirty. You dirty, yes. you dirty philanthropist. <laughs> yeah. Any good telly of late? Um, we should go through um, our this episode's sponsors. <laughs> Uh, list, shouldn't we? Well, yes, of course. Um, you know, it's it's ExpressVPN, Casper Beds, uh, <laughs> yes. Audible. Anybody else? Go. Uh, uh, hello, Hello Fresh. I was going to say one of the ones that sends you lunch. Yeah. Oh, oh that one. That um, head is it Headspace on the one where you can get therapy over the internet straight yes. away. Yeah, that that one. A, lo- a lot of people at this time of year, Nick, are really uh, struggling with uh, uh, and, mental health and, and, and when i struggle i do like to go out and have a run sorry sorry um log on to my computer and speak to a stranger that's right talking about running you've let me down very badly this year and you really should kill yourself i really should well i am i mean I, <laughs> well, you are yes the, the two are comorbid yeah um yes i'm I, I am enormously fat at the moment and and not running and i'm my self-loathing is is a, is appropriate for the uh, well. Good. I mean, if you didn't crime. loathe yourself, then I'd be worried because yeah. then you know you'd, there'd be no hope for you. Why don't you Why don't you have a New Year's resolution? I'm, I'm what I want to. I want to do well, it. Do, 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 do you know how you do it? You you you, you get up and, and do it. 
Yeah, I know exactly. I said to Toby that I was thinking about doing maybe some YouTube stuff for Barry Treasure next year. Mm. And he said, Daddy, don't you worry that people will laugh at you because you're so fat? <laughs> when your son's noticed, you need yeah, to Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's noticed. But it was, it was more than he's noticed that I'm fat. It was just interesting that he was there. That was his first thought. Well, it, it, and, and you know, I, the other day, so um, I went... I try, you know, on Strava like you, and I try to do at least one half marathon distance run per month. And the other, uh, and at the beginning of the month, I did it with, with my sister-in-law. Uh, and the problem was I'd, my GPS had cocked up. So I kind of switched off the GPS and then I forgot to, turn, even though I'd run the distance, I forgot to turn it back on again when it actually reached the 13.1 miles, which mm-hmm. meant of course that Strava didn't record it as a half marathon distance, which means I had to get my badge. Oh. which meant that last week I had to do it again on my own to get it. And and you I, say you don't play video games. Well, exactly. But I allowed myself, I did allow myself a moment of pride. And I know pride is simple, but I thought I can just kind of say, oh, well, I cocked up my earlier half marathon distance uh, earlier in the month, so I'll just do it again. And it wasn't that much of a big deal. You know, it That's wasn't nice. that I was then so loud. And, and that is something I thought, actually, I think it, it's I'm not I'm not I'm not a brilliant runner really I'm not my brother's far better runner I is but it's it's amazing how once it becomes habitual this stuff just works but it's keeping it habitual that's the key as you found out the moment you let go yeah. the moment yeah. you stop you've stopped yeah the moment you give yourself an excuse and, and there's always that, an excuse so yeah, like like of course. I, like in in like this holiday would have been a great chance but like for the last couple of weeks i had a real re- it was a really nasty cold it was a cold mm. but it was a really nasty one i was mm. i don't ever take time off work and i was on mm. the sofa a couple of days yeah um and then just having throbbing sinuses for a couple of weeks well to be yeah to be fair and then i'm going to say it again to be fair to be fair to be honest you, you be don't fair. want to run when you have a terrible cold but you know i wonder what your vitamin d is like i bet you it's no good well i take a vitamin d tablet every day is it anyway, a good one I hope so. Um, okay, so can we, can we, can, can but then, can, and then, then it's the like, oh, but, but yesterday my back spasmed when I was mm-hmm. taking the Christmas yeah, tree yeah, down. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And this is the thing. It's like, there's always like, hey, well, here's my excuse for today. And of course the irony is that all these spasms and yeah, yeah. and so on would be dealt with if you were healthier. So you go yeah. in the vicious circle and, and then, and then Toby's right. And then you won't see Toby's grandchildren. Exactly. So shall, shall we, shall we ask the listener to bully you into be, being some, not such a naughty boy in the new year? Sure. Okay, listener, follow John on Strava and bully him. No one gets to follow me on Strava. That's that is the creepiest thing in the world when a stranger tries to follow me on Strava. I have strangers trying to follow me. That's uh, that's yeah, it's, that's it's the same as stalking. What about when they give you? That's coupons? literally stalking. Seeing a map of where I've been. What about when somebody you've never heard of gives you kudos? Oh, it's weird. I don't want. Uh, oh, I don't know. Kudos is it's like having. Uh, I'll take kudos where I can get it. But yeah. I don't want a stranger knowing where where I live, let alone where I run around. And you live in Britain. Oh no! Don't tell them. <laughs> yes, it's only a small island. They'll find you within a few minutes. Exactly. Um, have you been watching what? What was that thing about the the bill? Talking about billionaires, the, the Rupert Murdoch billionaire. Sort I of have not watched succession. a single moment of Succession, although oh. apparently I ought. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So well, uh, my it. concern is the like the unlikelihood of any spaceships exploding. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've not got to the final episode yet, but it's quite okay. possible that a spaceship could explode. I mean, you know, why not? Um, 
It could. So, or monsters. That's very unlikely. Lack of like. So, so James, James uh, John, Benson. John, was... John, John. Oh, for goodness sake. John, it, uh, Succession is full of monsters. Oh, 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 that's lovely. You should write for Punch. <laughs> I remember Punch. <laughs> is Ian Hislop still around? He's still running Private Eye, of course. Is he? Gosh. Yeah. Is, have I got news for you still around? Yes, it is. No. I mean, I haven't watched it since the Angus Deaton days, but... Who watches still Panel around. Show? Well, apparently people like that... Um, that would I lie? No, they would I lie to you, which is unbearably awful. Which also lies. Um, apparently, the, the Sharon Osbourne got into trouble. There was a so-called truth where she'd fired a um, an assistant of hers for not going back into uh, a fire to rescue her dogs or paintings or something. And that was the quote unquote truth. And of course, Twitter exploded and said, how could you do that to someone whom you employed? And yeah. they basically, oh, no, it was an embroidery. It was actually a, a kind of lie. So, so the worst part about it, it's a lie. It's a, it's a construct. I, I hate these constructs so much. When yes. was the last time you watched one of them? I haven't. Um, of course, it was probably eight out of ten. Cats does countdown, which would have that been David last Mitchell. Year. I, I'm becoming increasingly unenamored with David Mitchell. Yes, me too. Which is sad, but then you just have to accept that these people have a period. And if you go back and watch some, you know, listen to some old like Mitchell and Webb sound or something, mm. you go, "Oh yeah, there was a good reason I like these guys." Well, Webb Webb is okay, isn't he? He still seems to be pretty decent. Yes, I think he's but he doesn't do panel shows, which is important. Wasn't he also? But wasn't he cancelled recently for something? I'm sure he's he's be, he'll be cancelled for many things. Yeah, yeah, quite a few um, comedians and commentators are, and so on. I think. Well, this is going to sound extraordinary to you, Nick, but I'm in, I, I'm capable of enjoying the the the, the creations of an individual mm. without they're being infected by the th- opinions of the individual. Ooh, hark you, Roland. I know. So you've got this new Kenneth Branagh. I was I loved Murder on the Orient Express yes. from a few years ago. I thought it was absolutely delightful. And Judy well, Dench... I, I, did, I did better than you because I watched it on... It was filmed on 65mm and I watched it on 70mm projection. So I watched it better than you watched it. Oh, I just watched it at the normal cinema. Anyway. Yeah. Um, any, Dench... sorry, I beg your pardon. Any what? <sighs> Oh, sorry, any... any who. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Judy Dench had such a lovely time. She said we should become a repertory company. And I was like, yes, you should. That would be amazing. And they didn't do that. But he has made um, Murder on the Nile or whatever it's called. Yes. Um, and then it was made a couple of years ago. And then it's been delayed because of, um, apparently there's been some sort of virus. Um, uh, and it's been delayed on. repeatedly. And now it's due to come out. It turns out that the the main star, the main male star in it, turns out to maybe be a cannibal. That's all right. <laughs> I can't is... get I can't get too excited about cannibalism. It's too. I'm... It's. I don't think it's going to encourage people. You know what come I mean? On, no, but come on, it's it's way more interesting than. No, turns it's interesting, out to but, be I, a... but I can't. But I can't get excited that oh, that's going to be a moral problem. Oh be... no, no, not at all. No, of course not. But I'm saying it's far better than just finding out that he's a sleaze, right? Or, yeah, that's apparently, fine. I think he is as well. But um, in amongst his his crimes is is the suggestion of having paid to eat someone or i don't know i don't know the details let's not libel ourselves too much let's just mm. say very clearly and very factually that he definitely that, eats dead babies that he definitely eats dead babies yes so that makes him 
no difference to Rupert Murdoch then. Exactly. Yeah. So um, anyway, and then the one of the female stars is a massive anti-vaxxer, mm-hmm. and then Gal Gadot is in it, and you know she's whew, she's, she's a, a little Jew. bit you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's not anti the yeah, destruction yeah, yeah. of all Jewish people. Yes. Um, and so that's obviously a, a sin Zio, that can't be forgiven. A Zio Nazi bitch. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the people are like, how dare you not completely reshoot this entire film from scratch it's going to be a disaster they're saying that there should be some sort of you know that film that digitally replaced kevin spacey mm. um they want this done to this film and it's just that do you know what <laughs> they're all pretending to be other people and you can just spend a couple of hours pretending they're those other people and yes. at the end you can go it doesn't do you know matter. i enjoyed watching that film about inspector poirot he's not inspector is he uh yeah. hercule poirot Exactly. Um, and is finding the murderer. And I don't come away thinking, gosh, not only is a cannibal, but he's also a potential murder suspect. Yes. Uh, it's okay just to go, yeah, that guy, he's awful. Like, seriously, he's a genuinely terrible person. But also he pretended to be someone else for two hours in a film I watched. Yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly. If I, um, if, if it turned out that my plumber... Ended up being a very bad, <laughs> ended up being a very bad man at home. I, I, uh, and Stop he, using and he, all your taps. Yeah, I, I wouldn't demand <laughs> that all my toilets get replumbed. You just refuse to turn any of your taps on forever. That's you it. Have to no. buy bottled water. I, I'm, I'm not pooing in that loo again. <laughs> Grow up, people. Grow up. Um, it's like, look, I, I, look, I understand we all hate J.K. Rowling because she's committed the unforgivable sin, but you know. Come on, there are a lot of stories going on about, oh, no, kids can't like Harry Potter anymore. Stop it. Just stop this nonsense. Absolutely, flat out stop it. You know, we can all, we we can agree or disagree on what J.K. Rowling says, and we're not going to have an opinion about it on this podcast, but... You know, you, you stop being childish in response yep. about about a, about a kiddie book, please. Stop it. Also, we could just all observe that they're not very good books and read something else anyway. I don't know. They were all right. They weren't. They weren't all right. I remember trying to read the first one on an aeroplane. No, the first one was no good, but, it, but then I think you go past the first one, and then it's okay. Do you think... Is that true? I mean, yeah, I yeah. wanted to mark it with a red pen. It was yeah, no, no, it is. Uh, it is a typical... You know, she wrote that first one li- literally in a drafty cafe kind of thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then I think she, she got her craft quite quickly after that. Um, there are still issues, but I think it gets far better after that. I, I, can, okay. I, I will admit that. Um, so so I'm, I'm kind of depriving Toby of Harry Potter because of my own personal prejudice about how badly written that first book was oh, i thought you were in personal prejudice against jk Rowling, but okay yes fair enough um well no i think you should L- allow him to have it uh it's, it's it's not bad i mean obviously the worst witch was better but it's still good oh i've bought him the worst witch box set don't worry good i mean that that's that that that's obviously the better one but uh it's yeah. still good um, and i've allowed you know i've read him in the blighton books and it turns out she wasn't so nice she was a terrible woman, because... terrible mother as well. But apparently, we still don't mind having Noddy around. Oh my gosh, she was she was um, extra. Uh, uh, she had two daughters, and she hated one of them, and made it very clear. Imogen, I think she hated. Yes, she would. She wrote the naughtiest girl in the world about her. Mm. But then all of her books seemed to be very passive aggressive. There was a book called "The Naughtiest Girl Next Door," and that was written because her next door neighbor's daughter um, was learning, I think, at the flute. And would practice for twenty minutes a day. In and the refused afternoon. to play new tennis with her. And oh yeah, and um, 
and this interrupted her writing time and she, and she became so enraged that she wrote books about how ghastly this child was. I mean, what's interesting is that these people who are cancelling J.K. Rowling and all her books now, they, they're going to find it very difficult to find any good children's author who isn't cancelable. I mean, let's think about there's there's Enid Blyton, whoopsie, mm-hmm. uh, Roald Dahl. Oh, oh gosh, yes. So uh, I, I'm struggling to think of anyone who would come out, you know, pearly from all of this. Did you see those recent interviews with Julia Donaldson? She, she seems like a treat. Well, no, what, what did she say? She's like, oh, all children's books are rubbish. And uh, and she's like, they're really, um, uh, the, the, her and Alex Schleffer don't seem to like each other very much. Um, they have no interaction whatsoever when they create books. She just writes the words and he draws the pictures and then they resent what each other did. <laughs> there, there is something about being a children's author. You just have to be a terrible person. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. But there was ways. Then you've got to look at David Walliams. Have you read any of those books? Have they, they overlap with Judith? Um, I, I, I don't think she considered them acceptable. They are absolutely horrible. They're yeah. really horrible. Not badly written, just nasty. And it's like everyone's saying he's the new Roald Dahl. He's not the new Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl was nasty in a delightful way. Mm. Whereas David Walliams is just, he's obviously just not a very nice person. But in Roald it, Dahl also... Um, Everybody who got it deserved it. Yes. Let's absolutely. be honest. You know, uh, Violet Beauregard got what she got. Mike TV got what he got. And and more importantly, Charlie Bucket got what he got. Yes, absolutely. You know, that was the point. Uh, I've James not and the Giant Peach is another great example. The answer murdered at the end of that yeah. book. I've not read what any of Williams, but I've just heard it's not particularly... I don't think Judith read one. She didn't particularly like yeah. it. It's uh, it's surprisingly nasty, and and it's like he has such a deep hatred of fat people. Mm. Um, in a and it's really oh, actually, so, there, so he does have a saving grace. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm reading Toby uh, David Bedil's children's books at the moment. Well, um, Jews don't count. Yeah, that's right. I'm just reading him this late. <laughs> Let's get the latest. <laughs> have you yeah. read that? Is it any good? Um, I've heard it's good, but I haven't read it. My my concern with it is I don't need a whole book. Well, yeah, exactly. I I'd rather read an essay on that subject. Yeah, apparently like it's, it's 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 nicely written, so you know. Yeah, well, that 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 does. I'm a slightly off put because his children's books aren't particularly well written. Oh, is he um, bad? Reading yeah. out loud really reveals the problems in a in a, in a writer's work. And it are there any? Oftentimes... Are they good? Are they? Are, is it a case where there are some nice concepts but bad execution, or is it bad concepts badly executed? Oh no no no! So it, they're fine. So like I'm currently. Uh, we're reading the head boy, which is about the naughtiest boy in the school gets body swapped with the new horrible headmaster. See, I do like the sound of that. I want yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah, and it's a fun, it's a fun book, and it does what you want it to do. And um, I've had to learn to do a Scottish accent to read out the headmaster's voice for Toby. Oh, hey, uh, the new Toby's yeah. Scottish accent is. Um, I'm, I'm going to play it to you right now, actually. Really? Uh, How are you it'll take me that? a moment. But so, um, the, uh, by the way, if anyone wants a decent children's author who is a joy, to, like an absolute mad pleasure to read out loud, mm-hmm. um, you want um, uh, Andy Stanton. Uh, what does he write? He writes uh, Mr. Gum. Oh, I've not heard of it. They are an amazing series. They were written about 10 years ago and they feel like they just came out just in time before the, the mad censoring of children's stories. Oh, talking about um, stories. Uh, so Ju- Judith became a little interested in old-timey sci-fi stories, and that I think she'd heard uh, "Get Sleepy" 
version of something or other journey to the center of the earth or whatever jules verne oh yeah whatever so i said as i took it to the bookshop the other day and we saw there was an hg wells book and the uh, a, a compendium and it contained um uh it contained oh god what, what's he what's he called the the time traveler one i've suddenly gone crazy um time machine the time machine yes yeah. gosh the, the time machine invisible man and war of the worlds and I said, Judith, with those three, you've basically got 95% of all sci-fi. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, timey-wimey travelly, um, special uh, special power verging on magic, and fighting aliens. That's most of sci-fi made. And I love the beginning of the beginning of the time machines. It talks about a man who, who can go backwards and forwards in time, or, or a, a time traveller, as we shall call him. And I just love the fact that he just coins yeah. that phrase in the first... Uh, the first line of the of the book so yeah um the, i think it's worthwhile revisiting some of those stories as well because then you realize where everything else comes from um they're also they're quite hard to read because they're really boring no that's not fair i think they are though no you're really boring that's true well, i can't find toby, i, I can't, can't find this recording of toby so you're not good. good i hope, I I hope, it, I hope it never reappears good yeah do you have a lovely crumb <laughs> enjoyed that i've got two uh we've got two very naughty kittens what happened to, what, one of them died sammy got run over why um earlier this year why because uh he was turns out he was taken away from his mother about the person who sold him to us lied about how old he was she said he was eight weeks which is really the youngest you should be taking cat away and he was probably closer to five or six why did you allow that because we didn't know we 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 got him. We thought, oh, he's quite small. But she told us you shouldn't he's buy from a kitten farmer. You should buy she from wasn't a rescue a center. Was, I, well, I know that, but she was a. You know, this was last summer when you couldn't get kittens anywhere. So you decided you'd go to Romania and steal an orphan. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so You're disgusting. We, we adopted this Romanian kitten, and he um is taken away from his mother before she could teach him the Green Cross code, or feed him properly. No, that's disgusting. I hope that you've reported this woman now. Um, it's kind of hard to report a private seller, but anyway, he's um, yeah. So he was fine. I mean, he was a he was a pain in the ass as a kitten, but he was a lovely cat. And then he um, sadly got squished by a car. Okay, and you got another. And now one we now. have Archie and Alice, mm-hmm. who are currently in my study, which they're not normally allowed in. Being very excited about that. Right? Uh, are they acceptable? Yes, they're both gorgeous, and they were twelve weeks. Um, Better than and... Lucy. Oh yes, I mean yeah. Lucy was a disappointing cat. Poor Lucy, she's lovely. She's my she's my kitten bride. And really, thought... you always hated her. Yeah, she you? was she was hateful, but she's become she's what's eight now, and she's mm. sort of mellowed into a grumpy mis- little um, <laughs> misanthropist. She's my kind of person. So. Like 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 Finch. Finch can't stand Robin. You know, Finch is like the old cat now, and she'll swat him and shout at him all the time. He's just desperate to play with her, and of course, she has no interest in playing with him whatsoever. Good. Yeah. Um, Oh my goodness! I was just wondering whether um, whether we'd gone over twenty minutes. It seems that we're at thirty-eight minutes. So I was wrong by eighteen minutes. Isn't that fun? Um, yes. Can I, I? I I'll ask the question again because you studiously avoided it. Oh yeah. How was your crimbo? So I was kind of hoping to get a crimbo as good as the first one by ignoring it. Um, yeah. It was fine. You know, it was Christmas. 
Well, what did you do? Did you actually have a proper turkey or did you do your usual cheat? Oh, I'll have a chicken because turkey is expensive and they take me, not realizing it's the symbolism of the big bird rather Goodness than. Goodness me, I can't remember the last time we did that. We had a turkey and um, and I've decided I never want one ever again. Well, that's because you don't. don't... Because you, nice. no, you, you don't know how to cook them. No, because you don't know how to cook them. Oh, we had for you we, next time in my new we kitchen. We just no, it's just I don't think I like the flavour of turkey. We had a um a crown. Oh well, that, of course you cocked up then the crown, the the dullest part of the turkey without well, any of the nice bits. Yeah, well done, well done you. I don't really enjoy it. It's the bit I like the most. And I don't. So next year we're gonna have we've decided we're gonna have a goose. Yeah, but you won't cook that properly either, and then you'll get upset. I will. I'm very good at cooking meat, actually, but not geese. Um, I've never cooked a goose before. Never, I'm petitioning you, you, for... you, John, John, you, you've never cooked your goose. Yeah, it's great. I've, I've, <laughs> I want to get Swan, and my theory is that her man will be dead by next Christmas anyway. Right. And I think at that point, it's a free for all on Swans. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you get Philip right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I it was. Uh, I, it's a sort of thing he would do spitefully, killing himself just before he was a hundred, so people couldn't celebrate his hundred. Were you planning? Did you have a whole? Did you have a whole box of party gear ready? My bunting was ready, <laughs> and then I, I didn't know what to do with it. I like this bunting is a tragedy. Oh, Alice, what what are you two doing? Why you're like Toby? As soon as I don't want you to be around, you're just right on top of me. Private eye, uh, reporting on um, how the courtiers have been begging the government to stop all these ridiculous birthday plans for next year. Not Why? birthday. Uh, not what's the one? The centenary of something or other. I don't know. The jubilee. The jubilee. That's the one. Except guess not... what? Except guess what? She's not going to forgive anybody their debts. That's that's true. Mm. She's um, but she's not going to make it. They don't think. And um, and it's going to be such a. And she's not going to. If she is does make it, she's not going to be strong enough to do any of the ridiculous amounts of standing around they've planned for her. Right. I mean, what do they say is wrong with her? Well, she's she's. Very frail old lady. What she's ninety six, isn't she? Mm. And ninety, not many ninety six year olds can um, stand around for hours watching pop concerts. Yeah, I mean, that's cruel. She just, she could just be like a poster. <laughs> yes, at the pop pop concert. She could, they should a be a hologram. Yes, yes. There we go. Well, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, it's, it, it, it seems quite cruel, doesn't it? There's already a hologram of her on all the money. I mean, it is interesting. I never think that it's going to be King Charles. Do you? So it doesn't I, work. So many people are like, "Oh, he's he's going to be. You know, he should abdicate. He's but he's no, not going to abdicate." No, and also that if you want if if you want to have a say and you think actually I want this other person to be the head of state, you what you want is called a republic. Otherwise, yeah. you don't. The whole point is you don't have a say in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, this is what happens in a monarchy. You get the bad ones as well as the occasional ones that are competent. That's what you get. And guess what? You can't do anything about it. Welcome to monarchy. It's so it's so odd. And he is, you know. Oh no, what the William? Can't we have William instead? Yes. Yeah. If this were a republic, you could vote for William and then he would win instead of Charles. But that's not what we've got. Sorry. This is what you want. Then you in your little sentimental celebrations. So, yeah, I think we have to have him, don't we? And then we'll have to change all the money. Then he'll probably just go and die almost as soon as that's done. Yes. <laughs> Charles the... What is it? Is it Charles the... Is it Charles the... the is it the fourth? I don't know. Third, I, don't know. I think, isn't it? Third. I don't know. Let's find out. 
He might rename himself as well. Uh, How many? I can't type. King Charles's have there been in the UK? Um, <laughs> what will Prince Charles be called? Cosmopolitan got my clickbait. Really? Could be Cos- Cos- Cosmopolitan the first. Excellent. I'm declining their um, attempts to track me across the internets. What would Prince Charles Court be called when he's king? He won't necessarily be as straightforward as it won't necessarily be as straightforward as King Charles. Yeah, I know you can rename yourself, but he will because people won't like that. So what? Just give us the number, please. No, no, I'm insisting on dragging you through the 300 oh, words of oh, crap to make please. Google take the article seriously. Prince Charles has been heir apparent to the throne since he was three years old. Now, at the age of 72, his mother, Queen Elizabeth, remains healthy. This is such good writing. So that would indirectly imply that Queen Elizabeth is 72. Right, and able yeah. to carry out her duties as monarch. So Charles's position hasn't changed. But blah, 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 blah. Charles III. Oh, my Lord. How far down do I have to... Charles III. He could go for the obvious and be, and be known as King Charles III, yes. Mm-hmm. Because there have been two King Charleses in British royal history already, it explains. Oh, have they? <laughs> However, both of these former kings have had some contro- controversy attached to them. Controversy, yeah. Controversy, with the one having been executed for treason and the other having ruled during the dark times of the plague and the Great Fire of London. Mm. What did he start it? What controversy is that? Yeah, that's not bad. Not his fault. They gave their firstborn son to Charles several names. The heir to the throne's full name is Charles Philip Arthur George. Could be Arthur. Arthur, King, King Arthur, Britain. that would be... Oh, come on, That's, who wouldn't choose yeah. King Arthur? Uh, Judith watched um, Monty Python uh, and the Holy Grail the other day. Yes. She very much enjoyed it, and she watched okay. Life of Brian, and she enjoyed that as well. I'm surprised, because I re-watched Life of Brian quite recently and found it to be very dull. Well, of course, you, you find it offensive. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> so very offensive. I've forgotten how how hard it tried to be inoffensive, like at the beginning yes. where they say, oh, no, that's not Jesus, that's Jesus, this is Brian. Exactly, it's 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 cloying. Yes. <laughs> um, oh dear. I have recently been showing Toby Monty Python sketches, and he is absolutely taken with them. But I've oh, been really? trying to explain to him why quoting them in the playground isn't cool. But he he doesn't change it. He's going into school and quoting incorrect. Monty Python you're, to his you're, friends. You're incorrect. It wasn't cool for us to quote them in the playground. It's it's gotten cool again because it's now. I suppose so, it might be. Yeah. It's like a strange little Google for him now. Nobody else will be doing. It. It's like, what is this stuff? You know, it's it's. I think we weren't even the generation where it was quite so uncool. I think the if you were at, at sort of secondary school in the early eighties, that's when it was the, at its worst. Where right, it, and then what I think about it's, if you're at university at any point in time, surely it's then unacceptable. I think you can quote it at university now, but because you'll be doing probably a, set, a quite revolutionary act. Because if you remember, John Cleese and Terry Gilliam are completely cancelled. That's true. So it's kind of got a frisk. How come Eric Idle isn't? I wish of all the people I wish could be cancelled from history, it's Eric Idle. <laughs> because Eric Idle were, is the only one who tries very hard not to be. You know, yes. he cares. Yes. The rest of them have been truly cancelled. You heard about how um, Terry Gilliam's uh, opera cancelled. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and from the Unvic, and they were so happy that uh, I remember the, the Twitter saying, "It's about time. Why did it take so long for this bit of art to be burned?" <laughs> we're living in such good times. I, 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 nothing bad could come of this current uh, mores. At come all. on, we, 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 let's let's own our responsibility. It pretty much started when we stopped. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. Why uh, so is Brazil no is... longer the best film ever made? Then it doesn't exist. Um, oh, okay. Uh, actually, there is, I won't tell people which it is. There is one episode of this podcast which genuinely would get us cancelled. Yeah, there is. We're not going to remove it, but you know, you're welcome to um, you're destroy welcome our to... careers. You're welcome to destroy. But actually, e- even at the time, plenty of people came on the forums and told us we were being naughty because at that point it wasn't quite clear yet. Only only the very best people. Um, with, with who who were in, in in charge of the witch finder in, in <laughs> well, the, the trials knew we didn't know we were we were kind of innocent still kind of operating yeah and we 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 said something that was offensive and then we apologized for it afterward and and then a few yeah. years later some people dragged it up again and just tried to end my career because yes. of a thing I'd already apologized for and I and yeah. I learned that apologizing actually only makes it worse yeah and... but that is actually true one shouldn't you should just leave it leave it there, yeah so just. What? Oh, and just tonight, I know we didn't say it. Um, it's a bit like, <laughs> well, it's like uh, on CNN, on CNN, Joy Reid, um, uh, a commentator, she 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 loves race baiting and so on. But then they right. found out that she had some massively homophobic blogs from the past that she'd written. Right. Uh, and she admitted some of them. But then the really the worst homophobic one, she says, oh, no, no, that, that, that must have been hacked by Russians. I, did, I couldn't have written that. And then they went to the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. and found that, it was like that right from the very day it was published. Those uh, pesky Ruskies. Going back in time and uh, 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 and infiltrating the Wayback Machine. <laughs> that's right. No, that's what we should say. Our voices, we were synthesized, yeah. John. We were synthesized. Deep fake. Deep fake. Deep fake. Yeah. I think, you know, here's, a, here's, a, here's my crazy radical opinion and be ready to be offended. Hover okay. your finger over the cancellation button. I'm ready. I, I think it's okay to make mistakes. And you know what? I'm going to say something that's even weirder than that yeah i think it's okay sometimes just to be a bit rude and offensive oh my word and you know and then have people kind of not like that but still say actually the rest of the stuff's okay you know a bit like a bit like when you're panning for gold you know you let the gold stay in the pan and the rest of the rubbish just goes out the pan because because it's only you who are throwing away the gold, you know the person. So yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. your stupidity, and it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. We we I could get very upset that um, Roald Dahl was a massive anti-Semite, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, I think that it, I, I I liked his books, and I would never stop a kid reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because I think it's a magical. Actually, I preferred. Char- I think it really started going growing with the Great Glass Elevator. That really caught my imagination. I loved that book. I read that book to myself. I was old enough to read that to myself when it, when yeah. it came out. I think, and I really loved that book. There was something about it. I mean, it, it almost literally, it it took the the chocolate factory out of this world at that point. It was yeah. it was so good. The the and the vermicious knids and all that. It was just. I the, have such a vivid memory of the wiggly worm creatures crawling through the locks of a door. And also just the beds going into this glass lift and they're still in their beds. And yet the whole thing is going up into the stratosphere. And it's just amazing. That wasn't, it must've been wonderful for him to just say, okay, so we're finished with the chocolate factory. What do I do with the second book now? I know let's go to space. (laughs) I love the fact that, you know, he didn't write sequels. And so his sequel was so mad. Mm, Exactly. Which is exactly how a sequel should be. Absolutely. Anything they... that doesn't jump the shark as a sequel is a failure. Well, like for example, the what, what's the best, the very best example of that in film? Of a film that jumps the shark by its sequel, on purpose. 
Oh, gosh. very, very self-knowingly because I didn't want to do a sequel. Um, we hope you don't say Matrix Four because no, 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 no. I don't know. Tell me, Gremlins Two. Oh yes, of course. Hulk Hogan watching it at the cinema. Did you? Hulk Hogan appears in Gremlins Two, watching the movie that you're currently watching in the cinema. Do you know what I heard that as? I got COVID watching it in the cinema. Is it the interpreter? But no, it's right. And also, um, if you remember, it suddenly stops in the middle where this pretentious, um, the, the, this pretentious uh, the cinema critic comes on and criticizes the film as you're watching it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah. That, if, if anybody hasn't seen Gremlins and then Gremlins Two, um, it's a good Crimble film. You should do that. It's uh, it, it'll be a treat. You know what film I haven't seen. Um, we it's become almost like a joke every year it's on at the prince charles cinema they project it properly um and every year for some one year we forgot the next year we uh, i think we didn't realize we'd be away the next year i think it was covid and so on and we book every mm-hmm. year and it never happens and that's die hard never actually seen die hard no i've never seen a, a cinema i've seen it many many you oh hang on you're saying you've never seen it i've never seen <gasps> it oh all. what a treat or is die waiting for you or any of that oh, well, don't worry about that but die hard's mm. one and two you, yeah. what a treat is waiting for you that's fantastic uh, it, 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 i think it sounds like a nice crumble film it's become tiresome to say, you know, oh, I'm so maverick and interesting saying it's a Christmas film. But then last year, everyone was like, oh, let's be cool and say it's not a Christmas film. And then this year is, oh, I don't yeah. care. But actually, it's actually, a very really entertaining film. But Brazil is a Christmas film. It is. People, people do forget that. But I mean, one of the nicest scenes is, I think, when all those burly security guards are in that kind of the basement of the ministry um, practicing their carols. <laughs> Remember that scene? And they like uh, criticize them getting, for getting part of it wrong. Oh, it's so good. Cancelled. Um, are you going on holiday this next coming year? Yes. Where? We've got a cottage thing. Oh, I can't. You're going like cottaging, a... are you? We're going cottaging in the car park. Right. We've got Laura's parents. and out. We're going to say it's like a tree house that's not off the ground. I don't really understand it. But I've we're going to say a house. It. It's, yes, exactly. It seems so, to be some I mean, sort of going like... to this amazing treehouse with that just doesn't, it doesn't have a tree. <laughs> oh, oh, there's no house. It's just a, it is like I say a car park. There's a field. Um, we are um, yeah, we're going there. It's some sort of like not quite centre parks. I don't really understand. Um, but that Who's arranged be fun. this? Uh, Laura and her mummy. Were you with any family during? Well, yes, Laura. I keep not answering your question. Laura's parents were down for Christmas, and it was a, a pleasant time was had by all. Really? Or are you yeah. just saying that because I you're... really like Laura's parents? They drive me oh. potty in some ways, but they're really lovely people. They're really well, that... lovely people. Well, that's so. important. I mean, all, all parents drive everybody. Potty, yes, absolutely. Yeah. My mum drives me equally potty, but they are they are a pleasure to be with. So that's, that's, that's really nice. And I've done about... rather well there. Yeah. Uh, what about your mother? What was she doing over this? She was time? with my sister. And was she treated well? I doubt it. My sister's awful. Uh, actually, how does your sister react with with your mother? Do they have like, is it like it begins okay and then they have a massive fight or is it passive aggressive or uh, what is they it? They live almost literally next door to each other. They are three doors apart. So, they, oh dear. yeah. Well, that yeah. can go either way. And probably they live in often. They live in Cornwall. Oh, I'm because sorry. Because my sister spent 10... My sister spent 10 years living in France. I know, even on this podcast, she lived as in France. inconvenient as possible. And then she thought, I oh, know, I'll move back to the most d- 
difficult to reach part of the country. It's basically easier to get to France than Cornwall. It, it pretty much is. It's mm. it's a three hour drive and and it's an obnoxious drive. Mm. Um, and then my parents were planning to move. They my mum had always wanted to move down that way, and they were planning to move. And they found a place right next to my sister's. And um, then dad popped his clogs. Which I think was silly of him, actually. In hindsight, it. yes. Inside, I, I know at the time, okay, fine. But no, I, I just think it was a little silly. But there you well, go. funnily, I don't know if I ever met, told you that, that when they were doing the autopsy, they had, they had to do an autopsy for some reason. And when they were doing it, they discovered cancer. So in some ways, my dad would have been the most annoying cancer patient you could possibly um, imagine. Well, in that case, he, he took the better way out. Well, in some ways, we I think we were spared <laughs> that having cancer. So that was yeah, uh, an advantage. Yeah. yeah. OK. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I, I, you know. You... I know you're glad that my dad died. I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's no, but I'm glad. I'm, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad that. I'm glad that, I, I, I'm glad that um, he had something worse that was potentially with him. So he took the better way out. You know, you don't want to think. Uh, they did an autopsy and he was like the healthiest man. Yes. If it hadn't been for this one tiny little thing, which you could have dealt with with a paracetamol he'd be alive with you today that's 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 a sadder story i think it certainly is so we should mm. reckon we, we need to mention poor james benson so he's the person with reason we're recording and he has um has guilted, us, us, guilted us to record an episode because yes. he's got the cancer yeah, yeah. Um, as we all will and he's got very impressive cancer let's get credit where it's due those photographs mm. well um, the next scar is quite the thing. He sent you all his um, hematology and details for you to pour over. Mm. But I, I do wonder whether, um, you see, we did ask him whether it was good cancer or bad cancer, and he's not really answered, has he? He has, he has. Oh, I've not got it. I've not got it, John. You haven't got all the photos? No. Oh, he's only sent it to me? Oh, my word. Maybe it's meant to be private. Maybe he doesn't want me to know about it. Um... He has clearly accidentally replied, not reply old. Oh, well, I hope his cancer doesn't get better then if he makes that sort of mistake. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible. Um, oh, my gosh. His email is so wide because of these photographs. I'm having to... <laughs> it's infinitely wide. Hmm. Thank goodness I've got an ultra-wide monitor I could move this window onto. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. So he it said it's HPV plus cancer mm-hmm. and he wasn't a smoker. So he wasn't a smoker. So is he says this... wasn't, past tense, so I wonder if he's taken it up since. Yeah, uh, so is this good cancer or bad cancer? So it's good cancer. All right. Um, uh... He says his prognosis, oh, because I asked him about the prognosis, it's north of 80, unclear, but north of 80% at five years. Okay. That was the centre, honestly, if I can just be sincere for a, a short moment, mm-hmm. that, that chilled me. Just this idea that he's got three kids, teenagers, and you're looking at, you know, You've got a four out of five chance of making it to five years, and well, you know John, those I mean, numbers drop harsh at ten, and you know well, that's John. Sucks. Oh, John! I mean, you know, are yeah. you are you that much uh, much better? Am I much better than what? Sorry. Uh, do you think you're going to make it five years? You think yes. You're better than eighty percent chance of not having a heart attack in five years. Yes, I do believe that. Well, I, I especially because by this time next year, I'm going to be a waif. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> a waif. I enjoyed this acronym, though. No, this... Yeah, acronym. Um, there were some suspicious about thyroid lumps, so they took that out for good measure, but that was benign. A vomit, i.e. a victim of medical imaging technology. Oh, I do like that. That's, That's a good one. That's nice, isn't it? That as well. Yeah. yeah. I should say, for the sake of the listener, he says, I'm not private about any of this stuff. Yeah, um, if, if, but, yeah. if he had been, we would just be committing the most awful offence, and really, we should be cancelled. 
genuinely if we if he had by the way guys please yes. don't mention this on the part oh whoops yeah <laughs> um yeah. yeah so he's uh I, I, you've got to oh, hang on let me forward it to you because you've got to see the next car it's amazing well he says good succession re-watching mash didn't like mash disagree with that elf i like mash a lot. Not do you really. like elf um uh toby and laura love elf you I see find it you... a bit cloying and a bit so so Cancer Man says that you should watch Succession. Yeah. So you have to now. I forwarded you that video, that video, that, that email now. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so real, I love MASH. I got them all on DVD, of course, which I now have no means of watching. Um, we'll just get one. Well, like, cause like I, 5p. I have, yeah, I know, but I don't have any US, any HDMI spare slots on my television. So get you can get an HDMI hub, you know. I do actually have bought one. I just haven't plugged it in yet. You see how lazy you are. You haven't gone for a run. You haven't so plugged lazy. in your hub. All in all, you're yeah, a disgrace. I'm a disgrace. Now he says, okay, Hellbound. I'm really loving Hellbound. I'm only about halfway through. I've not read Hellbound. Have you read it's Hellbound? A, it's a North Korean, North, <laughs> sorry, South Korean, North Korean, North Korean Netflix dramas are less frequent. Oh, I mean, obviously, I've I I watched the South Korean drama that everybody has. Right? I won't yeah. even mention it because it's too cloying. But of uh... course, but uh, Hellbound is there, and it is about um, a giant, terrifying, angelic face appears to people and tells them how long they've got until they're going to die, and then at the uh, the ca- they you know to the precise second, and then at, when that time is up, these terrifying sort of cloudy beast creatures come and rip them to shreds. Oh my God, he's a cyborg, and it's. Yeah. Sorry. He's 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 the Borg. <laughs> he's basically Borg. Look at that thing in his chest. Yeah. The, the port. Yeah. I mean he's a Borg Frankenstein. I can't have Borg Frankenstein's listening to my podcast. <laughs> James, you're cancelled. <laughs> Stop so you, uh, you're taking your male privilege and pilfering yeah. Mary Shelley's design. Exactly. Actually, it's pretty. That's a. I mean, he doesn't need to dress up for Halloween. It is. I, I looked at that scar, so I looked at that, and I thought about the. the obviously, it, so they literally sliced him from ear. I mean, it does look. It genuinely looks like if you saw that on like Frankenstein uh, film. Yeah. Think, mm, that the, that's a bit much. That's a bit. Yeah. So it goes yeah. down from the back of his ear down his neck down to just where your, your hairy chest would start growing. Yeah. And then back up the other side. So they lit. And I just thought about that when they. That it's like this ridiculous is, scar necklace. So they, yeah, and so, but they, they obviously lift, imagine when they lifted that flap up, they, they wow. basically lifted the majority of his neck and face off. Wow. In order to get to his throat. Goodness gracious. That's very impressive. Well, you're going through yeah. something very interesting, James. And again, I don't mean that almost flippantly. Again, we will all be dead forever, quite soon, and the universe will as well. So in that brief flickering, you are having something very interesting happen to you. You know, others will have less interesting things happen to you. It all ends up in the same way. So I I just wonder whether I would have. Uh, he seems I'm I'm a, I'm in awe of how James writes and his. Uh, well, what else um, are you going to do? I would just give up. I think. Oh no no! I think I'd gamify it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd gamify it. One thing that does worry me, though, would I you survive I... cancer if you got a badge on your um, Strava? Yes. <laughs> No, one thing that does worry me, in theory, I'm very good at this sort of thing. 
But then in practice, you know, I, I bang my knee on a coffee table and I uh-huh. just want to, and, I, and that's, uh, that's it. I want my life to end now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a massive hypochondriac. So um, sadly, something I'm developing into with my stupid anxiety. Well, your anxiety just is ridiculous. I know. I keep believing I've got brain tumours at the moment. Uh, well, I haven't had one. I haven't had a brain tumour for a year now, but. Uh, you haven't had one for a year. Well, what happened to the one last year? I got, gla- I got my glasses prescription changed. And it got better. Oh, dear. What happened? What was the symptom of your of your brain tumor before dizziness, dizziness and blurred vision? Yeah, that's probably more likely to be you haven't got the right glasses. To yeah, be, I know. To so, be fair. so I had one last. I had a brain tumor last year, mm-hmm. and then I went to the doctor, and they were like, "Well, I think you should go to the optician." And I went to the optician, and they said, um, "Yeah, your eyesight's terrible." Um, and it turns out that I've had, I've, I've always had an astigmatism in my left eye and it's always been a terrible eye, mm-hmm. but my right eye's always been perfect. I hate your and left eye so much. My brain just went, learned as a kid, as a baby, my brain just learned to, the left eye's an idiot, ignore everything it says. Um, mm. And so if, and an optician showed me once, an eye that, a light, he showed a light that, to both eyes and then made it so only my left eye could see it and I could no longer see the light because my brain, if the right eye couldn't see it, my brain just said it's not there. Right. <laughs> Um, left eye is a liar and an idiot, and ignore which screwed it up your three your the three D mask. My, my, yeah, I don't know. I I can do. I can. I have, don't have. I can't. Yeah, three D cinema. You know, when you mm. wore the glasses, mm. I could never do that. That was it. Would just I I make me feel sick, and and I never enjoyed that. I'm very glad that phase is over now. Mm. Um, but. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but apparently the optician said your right eye's just had enough. It's been doing it for four. It would have been forty-three years at the time, and it's just given up now. It can't be bothered, um, and so you need the glasses to help it. And then I, uh, three months later, I started getting all the dizziness and blurred vision again. And I thought, well, it can't be my glasses, then can it? Because no, once you go down the glasses slippery slope, yeah, they've got yeah. you, and your and your eyes just get become so lazy at that point. So I went to the doctor, and I was, it was my anxiety, so it was and irrational. By the way, I know people say, oh, no, that doesn't actually happen. Bet you it does happen. There's just oh, people I, say that to make themselves feel better. It does. Your eyes you get lazy. Yeah, yeah, I, and I'm experiencing it. So I went to the, see the GP uh, last year in a lull of, of COVID. It was possible to get in. Mm. Um, and I saw, I said, I just want, what I wanted to do was go and see a grown-up, have them say to me, stop being such an idiot, you're fine. And then I go and stop being such an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. Um and oh yes sorry and this coincided i'd had my blooming jab right and of course i got astrazeneca mm-hmm. and i hate saying this out loud it is detestable but you I, are detestable i am detestable just became convinced i got a blood clot what's even more interesting now is that it seems that astrazeneca may be a better jab for omicron and all that than the mrna ones so there you go they're saying the opposite. That's why they're not giving it out. They're only giving it Moderna and Pfizer. But no, anyway. no, 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 no. AstraZeneca itself uh, is producing better immunity. There was a very interesting study, which I will forward to you at the end of this. So I, I think AZ may be having its last. I agree, the combination, but that combination right. is very good. So there you go. Also, Excellent. the reason people are getting blood clots with both mRNA and AZ is people aren't aspirating, where people by mistake are injecting the uh, vaccine into a blood vessel rather than into the muscle where it does cause clots and things like that. And there's a guy, John Campbell, on uh, who's a, who teaches nurse and that is begging people in the UK to aspirate, but they won't because then they'll admit they were doing wrong, which is where you, where you, where you put it in and then you pull out a bit and right. if there's blood in the syringe, you throw it away and you start again. Um, right. And some countries do this, 
but in the UK, then even though they know they should, because they didn't start doing it, they're not going to start doing it now because then they'd be admitting liability and all that kind of thing. <sighs> so yeah. anyway, so I, so I, I'm now because they give you a giant four page A4 booklet about blood clots now because mm-hmm. they're so because everyone was so terrified so I, there was this last summer yeah so i got given this and it was just everything i needed for my stupid brain to just not hate your brain so much i hate it too mm. um and so i, I booked this this doctor's appointment because i've got the blurry vision i've got this headache that won't go away and you know these are the symptoms you're being told to watch out for and i'm actually experiencing them and i go, i just need a doctor to tell me something an idiot goes to the doctor and i get to see this student gp oh dear and she's lovely, but she's at least Very half, stupid. Yeah. She wasn't stupid. She was at least half my age. Mm. So she was, in my brain, not a grown up. Um, and she was not even doing a medical degree. She was doing a two year GP degree. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, this is this isn't good. And then she was very, very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she ran all the tests and she did them all fine. Everything seemed fine, but she wasn't allowed to sign off on anything or say everything's fine until a, until a proper doctor had come in and said it was okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse the background noises of kittens. And, yeah, um, and, this, and then none of the doctors were free or available. And I ended up sitting in this room with this really lovely lady for an hour. Mm-hmm. And we had a lovely chat and it was a bit awkward after a while. And then eventually this, proper GP came in and she was exactly who I'd want to see in the first place. She was a much older lady. She was um, very GPs. stern, South African, good. Um, okay. always a good, good sign. Well, yeah. And did she tell you, did she tell you to pull yourself together and stop? She, it was so much better. She just looked at me. She said, right, you think you've got a blood clot, do you? I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm an idiot and I'm blah, blah, blah. And she said, you are. Do you know how many pregnant women get blood clots? I said, no. She said, one in 10. Do you ever hear about that? You've got one in a million chance. One in ten pregnant women. <laughs> and you don't ever hear that on the news, do you? Like, no. And she goes, you don't have a blood clot. You're being ridiculous. Good. I'm sorry. And then I said, she said, I said, she said, you need to go back to the optician. And I said to her, if I go to the optician and they tell me that my prescription's fine, should I then make an appointment to see you again or should I just assume it's my anxiety and she went how about we just assume it's your anxiety now (laughs) and then she she said I'm going to give you a piece of paper that will change your life (laughs) she disappeared off and she came back with an A5 piece of paper and gave it to me she said right this will make everything better I said why wouldn't have someone ever given me this before then she said well you hadn't met the right person Mm -hmm. and that was it I was sent off on my way what was on Um, the piece of paper the piece of paper was just some very basic anxiety support advice which i already knew but um it right. was um but you know it was totemic at that point and and she was yeah. she was great she was she just basically told me off pointed out what a massive idiot i was being and sent me on my way and i went back to the optician she said yeah your prescriptions dramatically changed and gave me new glasses oh dear you see that's why i'm never gonna get glasses it's very i only have to wear them for screens so for now for yeah, now. yeah. For now, I'm sure I'll have to. Judith wear binoculars. seems that was Judith has started wearing them now, and I know oh, yeah. Toby was blind from the moment he was a sperm, and so on. So, yep, yep. <sighs> and Victoria's sad. always worn them, hasn't she? Yes, it's sad we were all blind people. Laura now wears them all the time. Toby, I'm, I'm, I only wear mine when I'm at my computer, and so I'm the least spectacled in our house. You're the least disabled person in your house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and the cats—they're not wearing theirs yet. I hope that story of my brush with death has put um, James Benson's situation into perspective for him. 
I think James is a bit of a whiner, actually. Attention-seeking nonsense. Oh, I'm going to get a big scar around my neck. Oh, look at me and my scar and my and my metastasized cells. Me, 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 me. Yep, yep, yep. Some, there are some people who are mildly anxious about things, James. Think about exactly. them. Exactly. Sometimes I imagine I have a thing I don't actually have. So maybe yes. think about that. Yeah. And think about it. Imagine, imagine that you thought you had cancer and you didn't. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Malingerer. <laughs> but now you've got the um, the hematology results. So you can pour over his blood test information. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. I, I will enjoy it. It'll be it'll be great fun. Amazing. That's how I know he meant this to send, meant to send this to you because he said I've attached blood work because I sense Nick would be va- might be vaguely interested. Also, he yeah. did some fasting. Why? He said I did a voluntary total forty eight hour fast before the first chemo, um, as there is some very early evidence that this may increase efficacy slash reduce side effects. I didn't do it for my second chemo today because I've lost a little over eight kilograms in the last month and getting to the stage where the radio mask is loosening. So we'll let him <laughs> off that. Discussion points. What to say when someone's sick? We've done that. Don't do. Please avoid stay positive, which is the equivalent to don't be depressed. I get to pick tunes whilst they shoot rays through me. Bad taste recommendations. Not Matthew 25, John. So that's not a Bible reference. That's a Mountain Goats reference, just so you okay. know. Uh, so what tunes? What do, If you were under chemo, what tune? I don't know if I would want to listen to tunes. Actually, you know, I would want to listen to just something. This podcast, come on. This podcast, or Philip Glass, something like that. Just, you know. Oh, no, Gamelan. Balinese and Gamelan music, definitely. Yeah, why is that? There's just something about it that uh, that or um, Stan gets bossa nova is my happy. Oh, place. that's fantastic! I love that. You know, the universe could be ending, and I could listen to uh, Stan gets bossa nova, and, and I'll be I'll be fine about it. I would definitely choose a podcast because um, it's, I wouldn't want a narrative to follow. Maybe a, a I listen to lots of fiction podcasts at the moment. Do you? Oh, no, I don't like fiction at the moment. Although you would have to edit them quite a lot because of all the adverts you'd have to listen to while getting chemo, and that's not there's <laughs> I a, could tolerate. There's a podcast program. There used to be, you know, the, the, the YouTube channel and the publication The Hill. There used to be uh, a, a, present, a couple of presenters on it who do kind of American politics and that sort of thing uh, called... Uh, her name was Crystal Ball because her father was a chemist and thought that would be funny, Mr. Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and she she stood to be a Democrat a few years ago, was on MSNBC, was fired. She's, she's now left of, the, left of the Democrats, doesn't like the Democrats because she thinks they've let people down. Mm-hmm. And then Saga Injetti is her co-presenter, and he is he was sort of mid-right, but you know doesn't like where the Republicans are at the moment. And they presented on The Hill, were good. Uh, then they left The Hill because they felt it was compromised, and they've started off on their own, and their podcast is called Breaking Points. And if you just want, I think their discussions are always very interesting, and the way that they um, deal with news stories in the US and so on, if you're interested, are good, uh, and they're independent. So it's called their po- podcast stroke YouTube show is called Breaking Points. Genuinely a good, a nice thing to listen to, I think, while you're... Uh, do, doing the housework or getting chemo um obviously housework is more <laughs> difficult but uh, yeah yeah of course um yeah i would uh what else would i recommend uh for 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 mr benson to do what else would you recommend john what to listen to hmm well should we just be cliche and say the brandenburgs 
Yes, good, good, Brian. I think that that exactly. I think that would be that would be good to do on original um, instruments. None of this modern nonsense. Or no, if you're going to listen to modern nonsense, have it on like Moog synthesizers, either Moog synthesizers <laughs> or original instruments, yes. but not some 19th century crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Okay, I think that's about it for now, isn't it? Oh my to, goodness, we go for an hour and to, fifteen. Do you want to wish Merry New Year to everybody? We'll not see in the slightest. Nor do yeah. I. <laughs> Two episodes this year. Come on. We're going to have one per week next year. And then after that, half an episode. I'll tell you what. Email podcast at rumdoings.com if you want us to discuss anything. Don't bother tweeting because I'm still kicked off Twitter and I'm staying on forever. <laughs> but John will tweet this at rumdoings, I guess. Yeah. All right. Bye. Love you all. Take care. Be good now. Bye. Drive safely. Let me know when you get there, okay?